What is good, guys? Good morning and happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. It is uh, your boy Caleb, as usual, and I hope y'all are doing well. Before we jump into the episode itself, guys, I uh, just want to say sorry about this weekend. Uh, I was out in SAC visiting my buddy uh, who's going to be moving soon, and I uh, just was not able to record. Um, had to rush out Saturday and then Sunday, just hungover as hell driving back. Um, and then yesterday I, I did record. It just did not get uh, posted. We had some issues with Anchor. So um, good to be back, man. Should be able to record really the rest of the way. But I uh, just want to get that out of the way. Let's talk about yesterday and how it went. We started the day off well. Uh, Celtics plus eight was a s- relatively sweat-free winner. Um, it's always sketch because, um, you know, anytime you have a dog and it goes into overtime, I mean, it just opens up the door for heartbreak, right? Um, and, and you know, I was concerned because the Celtics were just, they gave everything they had. And then, you know, off the back of a double OT game um, against the Knicks, they were just out of gas, man. They were just out of gas. And they very, they, Grant Williams just needed to hit one free throw to win it. But um, ultimately, we still got there in overtime. It was great. Uh, Nuggets minus six. I'll ride that every time. And we almost got lucky and snuck one out. We're an MPJ free throw away uh, from at least pushing that. Um, you know, it's it's tough because, you know, the Raptors completely collapsed the last couple minutes and we were right there. Literally, MPJ hits one free throw and we're right there. <clears throat> but it wasn't meant to be. And we were honestly lucky to even be in that situation. Uh, good performance from the Raptors in Denver last night. And then the Pelicans, uh, disgusting. Disgusting beat, man. They were in it for the first half. Uh, second half rolled around and um, couldn't get it done, man. We had plus six. I believe it closed at four and a half, getting a nice little one and a half point uh, of value there, uh, but it didn't matter. Uh, you, you just would have hoped to see a little bit more sense of urgency because talent-wise, it's, you know, the, the Kings and, and Pelicans, you could honestly argue right now without De'Aaron, uh, the Pels are more talented. Um, they just... I've been in an absolute free fall, um, and it's been it's been tough to see. It's been tough to see, but uh, we'll continue to ri- grind, um, and and hopefully we can we can pick it up today. Um, let's let's get into it. First game of the day: Bucks and Magic. Drew and Giannis are going to sit tonight. Um, is this the night that the Milwaukee Bucks um, win streak comes to a close? They have won what fifteen? Oh no, never mind. They lost in Philly. They lost at home against Philly. My bad. Um, yeah, I was not locked in on Saturday, Sunday. Um, but Drew, Drew, and Giannis are out today. Um, and you guys know we like Orlando. We are fans of Orlando here today, uh, in general, and probably here today. Now they, I will say, I think it's important to know it, it's not necessarily the same as it was earlier in the year. Um, because early on in the year, right, everyone was hurt. Markel was hurt. Uh, Wendell was hurt. Gary Harris was hurt. Jalen Suggs was hurt. Um, you know, a lot of these guys were out. Jonathan Isaac, obviously. Um, and then they all kind of came back and they're like, all right, this is our time. Let's make a push. And they did. Right. And they did. But as a young team, eventually you're going to hit a wall. And I don't want to say they've necessarily hit like a full on wall. Uh, but they're definitely they have hit a kind of a normal sticking point for a young team where. After that initial push, you know, it, it's tough. 
Um, and you see they just basically since February 7th have just been trading off, right? So L on February 7th, then they come back, beat the Nuggets, then L to the Heat, beat the Bulls, L to the Raptors, beat the Pistons, L to the Pacers, beat the Pelicans, L to the Bucks, beat the Hornets, and then L to Portland. I think they get right tonight. I do. Uh, I, I would take the Magic plus the two today. Um, Milwaukee still has a really good defense, right? And that's something that, you know, is a little bit concerning. And, and Middleton's good. Should be good to go today. Um, and there's still some guys there, right? Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis. There's still definitely some guys there today. I don't think that they are five points better than the Magic, though. And again, you, you guys have seen it. Against the spread, the, the Magic, after a loss, are really good. Um, again, I'm going to pull it up and it's going to be skewed because they were really not good early on in the year, but despite being not good early on in the year, 21 and six after a loss this year, um, they just tend to respond. It's also a revenge game. They got blown out in Milwaukee not too long ago. Um, I, I, I'd be, I, I'd lean the magic pretty heavily here today. Now, um, there's going to be some value on some props here today. Um, whether it be Bobby Portis, maybe some Brooke Lopez, shit, maybe even Chris Middleton, um, or, or Javon Carter. We'll have to figure that out. Um, but the books not necessarily, they don't have the props up for me yet. So, um, we're just going to kind of have to wait that one out, but there probably is going to be some value there somewhere that in there on the bucks. I will say the magic uh, plus the two are, are the way I would look. Uh, absolutely the way I would look. I, I don't think that there's a five-point difference. Um, they're off of a loss. It's a revenge game. And Orlando's still pushing. Um, Wendell Carter is questionable. But Mo Wagner is, uh, is a very good, solid backup center that can come in and, and give them some minutes. And even Gogo Pataze, um can provide valuable. So, uh but the last time the Magic have lost two in a row, it sounds funny, but the last time the Magic have lost two in a row was uh, in January. In January, right? We're in, we're in March now, and you get them a really good team in the Bucks without their two best players, uh, but the Magic get them at home. They'll be up, ready for this game. I don't think there's a five-point difference. I would say it would be closer to two. Two and a half, maybe three. If you really want to get crazy with it, three. Uh, but I'll take the plus two. In fact, I'm going to go lock that in right now. All right, next game, Pistons and uh, Wizards. Kyle Kuzma, questionable, Killian Hayes, Bo- Bojan, James Wiseman, Diallo, Duran, Killian, Rudy, or Rodney, Stu, questionable for Detroit. I'd assume a lot of those guys are leaning towards not playing uh, on the Detroit side just because it's an eight and a half line. And I honestly – uh Kuz is from Flint, Michigan. So I would I would assume he he honestly ends up getting it out and playing tonight. Um the spread is I'd lean Pistons, but again, when you get when you get a team that is gunning for the playoffs against a team that is clearly tanking, uh very rarely do you want to be on the tanking team. Again, we saw it last night. I would have leaned Pistons. I talked about it. I know it didn't end up going out, but I would have leaned Pistons for sure. Um and the Blazers end up getting it done. I am going to stay away from the spread. But where I will look is Kuz, um, PRA. Now, again, from Detroit, always looks forward to going back to his hometown. I'm going to pull up the stats that he has versus the Pistons. They are taking a little bit to load. Um, so maybe I just go look it up on my phone. 
Oh, no, here we go. Kyle Kuzma versus the Detroit Pistons is in 11 games. And, and again, you know, some of these with the Lakers, he wasn't like even fully established yet. But 26 and 2. And since he's been on Washington, he's had 26, 7, and 4, 23, 7, and 2, 21, 9, and 6, 25, 6, and 1. He gets up and is ready to go versus his former, uh, or not former team, but the team uh, of his hometown. So Kuz, stay the fuck away from this, Brad, man. Kuz is the only way I'd go uh, on the PRA. Next game, Sixers-Timberwolves. Timberwolves, two-point favorites today right now. Uh, Philly on a back-to-back. They had a big uh, big game against Indiana last night. Super high scoring. Uh, I would assume that this line implies that Embiid is sitting. Um, if Embiid sits, I, I do like Minnesota here at minus the two. Uh, we do not have news yet. Tobias and PJ, I'd assume, are still questionable as well because they missed last game. Uh, that could mean that they rested him for this game, and then they rest, you know, Joel or even James Harden in this one. So, uh, only way I could look um, right now is probably Minnesota. But again, if if Joel if Joel is suiting up, if Tobias is suiting up, if PJ is suiting up, if Jan- if everyone is good to go for Philly, to pl- you know, only giving the Sixers one point on the road is is uh, not enough. But I will say, Minnesota playing really, really good basketball. I, I actually really enjoy watching them. Um, they're all centered around Ant. He's their guy. Everyone knows their role, plays off of them really well. And then they defend. Um, it's just a really fun team. Really fun team. Uh, that passes the ball well, honestly, and, and is well coached by Chris Finch. So, um, got to get that injury news in first before we make a call. Next game, Hornets and Knicks. Uh, next 10-point home favorites, they have been absolutely balling. Generally don't like targeting teams off of a uh, double OT game, but I can look no other way than the New York Knicks here today. Um, just dominating teams and uh, doing it, especially on the on their home floor at MSG. Um, you know, since the Josh Hart trade, they have not lost. They won by six at home. Against Utah, 20-plus against Brooklyn. Went on the road and beat the Hawks by 20. Beat Washington by 6 in D.C. Blasted the Pelicans at home. uh, Beat the Celtics at home. Blasted the uh, Nets again at home. And then have won two close games in Miami and Boston. um, And most recently in Boston without Jalen Brunson. So uh, I don't don't know if Jalen Brunson is going to play today. His foot is bothering him. um, And I think... If if that is the case, obviously you, you bring them down just a little bit, but they're still they're still playing very good basketball regardless of you know whatever the Jalen Brunson status is. Um, I will say Dennis Smith Jr. is uh, has hit six assists in all three games um, since Lamelo Ball went down. His assists are sitting right here today at five and a half minus one hundred eight. So I definitely think that is worth a look. Uh, New York's defense is probably the best defense of the three teams that they've played so far. Uh, but I still think, you know, he's playing 25 or so minutes, averaging a bunch of potential assists a game. I would look at that. But spread-wise, uh, Knicks minus the 10. Um, I, I still think even without Jalen Brunson, they can get this one done. We'll see. They'll probably want to get that news first. Because if he is ruled out, this probably comes down to at least nine or so. Also, if he's out, uh, Emmanuel quickly props are worth a look depending on where they come out at. Obviously, you know, if it's at 34 and a half, not going to hit it. But if it's high 20s, um, I think it's something you definitely got to take a look at. Lean the Knicks, lean Dennis Smith Jr. on his assist prop. Um, 
but we're not going to make sure we do our due diligence. Um, all right, next game. We are going to OKC where the Thunder are hosting the Warriors as four-point dogs. And I honestly, I honestly would lean the Thunder here today plus the four. This is a really interesting cap because, um, first off, this matchup happened about a month ago. Um, and the Warriors had really, you know, at that point in time, we're playing pretty good basketball. Um, but we're kind of in a similar spot here where, let me let me make sure I get my actual facts right here. Let me pull it up. So they played in February, February sixth. Um, yeah, they they had been they had been somewhat figuring it out, right? They weren't playing amazing basketball, but you would sense that they were playing a, a little bit better. Um, did they really? When did Steph go down? Oh, that's that's wrong. Sorry. So they played in January. Last Okay, here we go. Last day of January. Um, and that, yes. Okay, here we go. At that point, they had figured it out. They had beat the Cavs in Cleveland, uh, lost to the Nets at home. Um, but beat Memphis, beat Toronto, then went in and beat OKC. Um, and at that point, OKC had been honestly playing pretty good basketball. But um, you come in here today, and I think OKC is a little bit undervalued because of the recent stretch that they had where they lost a bunch of games. But the majority of those games were, out at, were without SGA. And the first game back, um, they destroy Utah, which again, Utah is not a great team right now, but they destroy Utah in the first game back. So I, I would lean OKC. Honestly, I, I think seven is a big difference between these two. And I think it'll take a little bit uh, of time with Steph coming back for, for the Warriors to like fully get back to where they were. I, I do think the Warriors end up winning this. So it is tight, right? I would say the Warriors are probably five and a half ish points better. So I'd make okay, nah, uh, five, yeah, five and a half ish. You'd make OKC two and a half point dogs here today. So I, I do think there's some value here on OKC. Maybe you push it up to six, um, but I could see the Warriors responding um, to that game in LA. This ultimately it's tough because I want to see kind of it, it's hard because you're throwing a star player back in the mix, and obviously it's Steph Curry. Um, but it's a little bit of an adjustment period for sure, especially for for Jordan Poole. And you don't have Wiggins either, where they you know they had him early on in the year. So lean OKC, still not a hundred percent sure on it though. Next game, Nets and Rockets. Rockets six and a half point dogs at the crib. I've completely checked out of the of the Rockets. I, I just don't like. I haven't watched them in so long. KPJ's back. They they actually you know beat the Spurs the last couple games. So I, I don't really know what's going on with them. I, I don't watch them. You know, they honestly are decently talented. It's just they've not, they haven't gotten any sort of sustained run or stretch where they've all put it together this year. They beat the Spurs, which, you know, that doesn't really mean much. Um, so I'm just going to stay away. Um, and I also haven't really watched the Nets either. It's not a team that really um, – has been that fun for me or been a priority for me. So I, I honestly can't really provide too much insight on this game. Nine and a half on the surface seems fair. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Next game, Jazz and Mavericks. Um, <clears throat> Jazz 
seem to be kind of trending towards the uh, towards the tank. Um, last couple games, they lost both games in OKC. Uh, Lowry missed one. Clarkson missed one. They lost at home against the Spurs in the last three games. So two L's of the Thunder, one L of the Spurs. Uh, Lowry should be back tonight. But again, you watch this this team. It's not a team that really seems to be prioritizing winning games right now. You're getting a lot of Johnny Juzang minutes. You're getting a lot of Chris Dunn minutes. Uh, you're getting a lot of minutes for guys who aren't necessarily NBA rotation players. Um, and it just feels a little bit, not necessarily even fishy because it's probably the smart thing to do. Um, but it doesn't feel like right now this team is really uh, all that locked in on winning, you know? Um, yeah, Rudy Gay, Fontecchio, Juan, Damian Jones, they're all playing minutes. Chris Dunn playing 17, 27 minutes. Um, and it's not like, you know, Clarkson or O'Shea Abaji or Kelly or Walker aren't going to play. They still play. It just like, if, if they're, it's like set rotations and there's no real feeling out of the game. If, if the, if the bench is getting smacked, it doesn't seem like Will Hardy's all that pressed to make, uh, an adjustment. So I would lean the Mavs here today. Um, minus a nine implies about a six point difference. I know it's a huge, huge spread. Um. And Dallas, you look, has been, quote, you know, struggling um, where they've lost six of their last eight. Um, but you, you look at who they played, uh, you know, at least recently, Phoenix, tough, Philly, tough, Indiana. You, you should win that game, but Indiana's been playing tough. Um, the Lakers, when Braun was still there, Denver, Minnesota, sack. So it's it's been a, a, a tough schedule, to be honest. I think they probably win this game and, and uh, smack up Utah, but um, it's tough. Uh, I, you, you just kind of want to see a little bit more from them before you feel comfortable betting on them. I would definitely lean Dallas here today, though. Uh, last game of the day, Grizzlies-Lakers. Uh, I grabbed Grizzlies plus the one and a half last night. They're now minus one. Uh, I, yeah, that's about where I'd have it. Um, and I know John Morant went down, and I know last year was probably a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, but we, we got to remember last year, 20 and two without John Morant. And again, there's a lot of things that go into that. And they're not like still, they're obviously better with John than they are without John. But all I'm here to say is this is still a good team. And the Warriors did not play very well. And the Lakers played pretty well and, and they got it done. I think Memphis coming off of a game where they should have beat the Clippers, right? They went on a huge third quarter run. I think up like. 17, 18 at some point, and the, the, the Clippers come storming back with a run of their own. I think they get this one tonight. I think they're just ultimately a much better team than the Lakers. Um, they're off a loss, should be motivated. And they know, like, this is go time, right? We're, we're probably going to see this team without Jaw for a little bit. I don't know how long. I'm sure he's back before the playoffs. But um, it's just not something that you really – like, you got to get these. You, you got to get these games. So – um, I am on the Grizzlies plus the one and a half. I think minus one, honestly, is still playable uh, up to minus one and a half, maybe even two, to be honest with with uh, with the spread. Um, in terms of the props, again, no John Morant. So there are definitely ways to attack uh, the props in this game. We took Tyus Jones last game um, and I talked about it yesterday the, on the pod. It just didn't go through, but. Um, you know, Desmond Bain's prop is usually up to 34, 35 and a half. 
um, and it is again today. Um, and you can usually get Tyus Jones in the 20s. And now it it is bumped up a little bit, right? We got it at 25 and a half last game. It's now up to 28 and a half, which is a little bit tougher. Um, but I still think he gets there, man. I, I do. I would take a look at him. Um, and then as his assist prop is uh, 7.5. I, I do think that um, it is 130, but I, I do think that it he hits that more often than not. It is juicy. It is something that, you know, could be a little bit a little bit sketch, but uh, I, I do like his assist prop and PRA prop. It is just bumped up. Um, on the Lakers side... Jared Vanderbilt, probably. His PRA is 19 and a half, um, I believe. Yeah, 19 and a half. Uh, mm, probably not. Yeah, I'm probably not going to come in on that. He has random games where he has like 15 rebounds. Uh, but he also has random games where they don't play him uh, because he can't space the floor. And that's kind of his one big issue. He does provide a ton of energy, though. But I look at Tyus Jones. I look at Tyus Jones for sure, um, whether it be assists or uh, something else. And I, I'd honestly, I don't hate uh, Dylan Brooks or or even Jaron Jackson um, points. 19 and a half. Jaron Jackson, what do you have last game? <clears throat> what do you have last game? 24. But they did score 129 points, right? Bain, Jones, and Jackson all went off. You're probably not getting that same sort of production from all three tonight. But I do think uh, Tyus Jones is uh, a good look. Let me check what Dylan Brooks is averaging without John Morant. Cut him up, piece. Oh, you lie. All right, this season without John Morant, he's averaging 19-3 and 3. Technically 23-3. and three. So I know some of these games, though, some of these games are definitely without Bane as well. Um, but I take a look at Dylan Brooks, man. 20 and a half. 20 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. All right, so let's recap. We got a ton of leans that are just like borderline, but we have locked in Grizzlies uh, plus the one and a half. We have locked in the Bucks plus the two. Um, and then, guys, I, I really think Kyle Kuzma is a good look on his PRA today. Um, I like the Knicks. I like the Mavericks. Um, let me see. Yeah, I, I want to parlay the Knicks and Mavericks, but that honestly is not going to give you much. Um, I like the T-Wolves if we get some guys out on the Sixer side. Um, and then I like Tyce Jones props. I do. I like Dylan Brooks props. Um, and that's the way I would look at it. You guys you guys will hear it on, on Twitter if anything comes up, man. But that's how I'm seeing these this slate. Um, and hopefully we can find some money. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hope this helped. Best of luck to whatever it is that you play. And I promise we will be back tomorrow bright and early breaking down the Wednesday slate. I love you. Peace.